This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. You're listening to the move. I'm honoured to welcome back to the show Felix and Paul from one of the bands closest to my heart, of course, the Dollar Bill Murrays. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me again. How have you been? Very good. Very good. Thank you for having us. It's always a pleasure, we are, man. We are both very good. Everyone is very good. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the, the presenter that's closest to our hearts. So. Feeling is mutual, man. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. And last week, you guys released your third single of the year, which is titled My Love is Golden, which is just quite a different tune for you guys again. What can you tell us about the song? Well, the tune originally came, it was after I had a pretty hectic mental health episode um, and I was kind of, you know, it lasted a you know, few weeks and then coming back from that and sort of getting back to whatever normal is, just sort of jotting down what, how I was feeling and um, it all sort of came out in this song. So it's, it's sort of a coming from a dark place, but sort of seeing the light and moving towards that which I guess is kind of reflected in, you know, both the lyrics and as well as the style and melody. Just, just wanted to be, just want to be happy, you know, and, and spread some positivity. Mm. And so did, did you went into the writing process with the, with the intent to make it sound a lot more positive? I think you, um, I mean, I'm always writing, but then I guess just the intent. Yeah. It's, it's, it was sort of to try and grab for something that's good which which is something that I'm kind of exploring more and more now. So you'll probably be hearing a lot of major chords and uh, <laughs> and a smiling Felix. Look at this. Holy dooly. <laughs> what? What's this? I love it. What are these things in my mouth? There's teeth. <laughs> I, I guess the song is really like a, a reflection of that that process. Hey, it's like saying, yeah, it's been bad, but it's, it's, it's getting better, right? Mm. Mm. And just, yeah, sort of, learning to love and respect yourself exactly. first and foremost and then and then to to be able to move on to, to move from there you know so mm. yeah and I'm, I'm so i'm so glad we were able to capture it and and put it out so I'm, I'm very very happy about that sure and lyrically how how was it to write compared to some of your previous releases was it harder I think or I'll, did you find it easier i sort of i didn't really um i, I didn't really filter myself too much um i kind of just was going off how i was feeling what i was writing i was writing down a lot of you know just these little snippets and then i put it all together so i guess the arranging part i I took a bit of time in but i had it all there a lot of different sort of bits just in that sort of mode that i was feeling and then arranging it i guess was was one thing we took a bit of time arranging but that wasn't too too difficult his um his first draft was was my love is Holden, but you know we we're, we're really a Ford <laughs> band instead, so we, we rejected that pretty quickly. <laughs> um, no, it was it it actually came pretty pretty fully formed from Felix. I think there's not much that we had to do. He he did the hard work. We sat back. And we then they just made it sound good. They made it sound gooder. Just just the oh, icing, yeah. just the icing on the top. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it was it was it was cool. Yeah. And when did you actually start working on the track? uh probably around february actually mm. so yeah that's that's going on what three four months now but we've um we've kind of we've had a few things in the pipeline and then we were kind of yeah like we said we've released you know some other tracks in the, in the meantime as well uh or i mean working on new tracks that's what i meant to say um so yeah we've got a lot of stuff happening 
in the behind the scenes. Glorious. Behind and... here. Behind here. <laughs> Some stuff what, happening. What actually came first? For you? Was it a, was it lyrics or was it actually a riff or something? I think it was the riff, the instrumentation. I've been I've been really enjoying just getting on um, the computer and getting on my Mac and just um, smashing away in GarageBand and just how quick I can sort of come up with concept or, or melody idea. Mm. And then, um, yeah, just from the pieces of lyrics that I'd sort of had already um, and then coming up with some new lyrics as well. So I'd say, yeah, the riff instrumentation first and then the lyrics sort of came after that. Mm. And was it a similar kind of recording process to working on Ultraviolet and Bye Bye? I mean, we've um, been we've been doing home recording for all of these, which mm, was mm. Uh, different for us actually. Um, like we hadn't done that in the past, but it's been it's been really really nice to have the flexibility of just sitting there and you know I get to sort of tinker with my bass parts and uh, and having that back and forth and being able to like send something through to the guys and be like, I really dig this. Do you guys like this part or should I maybe try this? And, and really having that, that back and forth has been really fun. We can do that live for sure when we're, when we're having uh, jam sessions or rehearsals, but being able to just take that extra bit of time has been really enjoyable, I think. Mm. And I mean, with this one, we sort of, uh, we really were recording separately. Mm. Um, okay because you know this has happened all during the isolation period um yeah. which which has been really really interesting and i mean us among other bands as well you know we've, um just that sort of ability to be able to work on your parts and and adding to the pot so to speak um yeah, exactly. from, from, from your own home which is was really cool and then um having weekly zoom meetings like we're doing now and just sort of That's hey it. how are you <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was really cool. I think, um, in the form of th just that thing was, was the biggest difference, I guess you would be like, like Paul said, we've been doing a lot of DIY stuff, mm. but just, um, having less face to face, we, we're starting now sort of get bang into rehearsals and stuff, mm. but, um, yeah, more that kind of on a screen, just like, Hey, well, yeah, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> oh, look, I'm wearing century. sunglasses inside. Ooh. Why? What's the, what's the meaning of it? I don't need these. I'm inside. <laughs> Man, I got my eye crutches going. Oh, it's good as eye crutches. I can't, I can't see anything without this. It is honestly a joy when 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 Paul used to headbang his glasses off and he'd be looking at me like <laughs> <laughs> This is completely true. This is completely true. I used to have to take my glasses off for gigs so that I wouldn't like rock out too hard and then lose my glasses and then yeah. worry about stomping on them on stage. Completely true. <laughs> it's like the least rock and roll thing to have to worry about. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you, dude. I've, I've yeah. like shocking double vision for anything without my yeah. glasses, anything like half a meter in front of my face. I'm just stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to like, I, I either have to go glasses or just rock out really politely. Yeah. So right. <laughs> I know which one I like. I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Each one has its charm. No. <laughs> and last time you came on the show, Felix, I remember you guys, it was for Ultraviolet and it was very early on this, this process of new tracks. And mm. you guys were kind of unsure of if it was going to be part of a larger project or if it was just an individual single. Do you guys... Mm -hmm 
now that you've released three song, three new singles, all vastly different still, mm. do you know if they're going to be part of a of a singular project or are they still in just individual singles? I think honestly now we're we're kind of just taking it as it comes. We're just doing what we feel is right. Um, we don't have any sort of goal at the moment to sort of put it into one big work. I mean, yeah, we've switched up the style a few times. Um, I don't think we've but, even really sat down and, and talked about it yet. But I mean, yeah, I think I think we're keen to just just see what see what we enjoy at the time and play around. Yeah, but I I do think we are getting closer and closer to, to sort of defining our sound again, which is um, that time away that we had, and then sort of coming back, and then that sort of settling in process. And obviously, what's happened now, like we it changed the whole sort of scenario. We're, we're working more on our MacBooks and laptops. So we have incorporated a lot more sort of digital sounds, which is quite cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see when, when we sort of get back together, where we're sort of all working towards. We've got a few things. Got a few things. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. We've got a few. <laughs> secrets. Secret songs. A few secrets. <laughs> you keep your secrets. <laughs> and you guys have obviously been been enjoying taking your time with these new tracks and and enjoying a more relaxed way of recording. Is there a mm. specific track of the three that was the most difficult to get right? Probably the last two. So Bye Bye and the latest one, My Love is Golden. Just because we, we did sort of really change, we, we sort of did some things that we'd never done before and then adding on top of that, doing it ourselves. Whereas I think Ultraviolet was a little bit more true to some of our older stuff. Yeah, we'd sort of explored more of that territory, although it did sound a little bit different. Yeah, I think the last two were sort of, yeah, the more, the more challenging. Um, I, I, but think, I think we get better each one. Yeah, I think um, Bye Bye really took some time to, to get the mixing right. That, that went through a few revisions before we settled on something mm. where we were really happy with how everything was hitting. Um, we were really happy with like the, the release, but it, it took some time. <laughs> yeah. It took a bit of sitting, sitting down and sort of back and forthing and version one, version 1.1, 1. 1. 1.2, 0.3, 0.4 kind of thing. So it took some time. Yeah. I've heard mixing is the funnest part. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't have to do it. Auntie does all the hard work. Uh, Props I to Auntie. I just, I, just, I just play a nice bass part. So thank you, Auntie, for making <laughs> me sound good. What a legend. And how have you guys found being less restricted by genres? Have you found it easier or more difficult to pick the next release to finish off? Um, I guess it, yeah. Uh, Paul, I'll let you go. I'll let you uh, go. I've, I've really enjoyed having the flexibility to just do anything. It's been great. Um, I mean, for instance, on um, My Love is Golden, there is some some odd stuff there and some <laughs> stuff that, like, I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm just going to try it. There is a there is a, a track on there. There's a little, a little sound, a little sample of, like, my guitar with pencils jammed in the strings. And like, you'd never pick it, but it sounds great. And being able to do that, I, I love that. I have so much fun just like <laughs> tinkering. Going all experimental. That's it. Absolutely. I mean, it, I mean it's, it. the right, it's the right sound. So yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed that. Um, Felix, what I think, about you? I think it's that it's, it's, it's really easy, you know, when, when you sort of, when you strip away that kind of need to be something. Um, obviously, we want, we're sort of working on that the conversation between us four as, you know, as separate people and us, you know, being creative and having that creative conversation and freeing up 
freeing up the genre, so to speak. I think it's not super distant in genre. There's a little bit of a leap from you know Ultraviolet to the last two, but yeah, I, I guess that sort of in, just we're having a good time, just sort of talking to each other, you know, in a creative way. And then you know, I guess um, the more we sort of start really understanding what our conversation is between ourselves. The, the more people will be like, oh yeah, that's the Delbo Morris. Yeah. 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 All right. Hello. I'll join the conversation <laughs> potentially. <laughs> Kellen comes in, does a guest base spot on that. What? <laughs> what? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then everyone leaves. Oh, no, man. no. People flock. People will oh, flock. Yeah. <laughs> you need another half an hour and then you're done. And then yeah, you'll be, right? be set, man. <laughs> <laughs> And now, now for a bit, a bit of a loaded question, boys. If if you each right. had to name one artist or a specific record that has had the biggest influence on you, either musically or personally, who would you name and why? Kelson and three. That's a, me that's and Paul say it at the same time. Three, <laughs> two, one. Carl Fax by Rodriguez. Paul. Oh, <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> for real? No. Um, oh, I mean, I mean, Felix, you want to talk about that first? I'll, I'll, I'll do mine in a sec. Yeah, Cold Flax, probably the greatest album that I've ever heard, and that still remains true from the very first moment I heard it. I just think what he did with that album is what every artist tries to do with whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? That real sort of honest reflection, that honest creativity. It's just that I would just that whole album is just, just seems honest and and beautiful yeah such great songwriting too like there's just no doubt about it mm. so that's that's my my favorite 100 times out of 100 cold facts and when did you first hear it when did i first hear it i heard it a friend of mine covers it oh. and i was watching him play and i was like hey man that song is pretty nice is that an original and he's like oh no it's uh, rodriguez and i was like oh yeah and then i kind of i just like oh, i let that sit there for a while and then um and then I heard him play it again, or I heard somewhere else, and then, then I was like, "No, I gotta, I gotta investigate. I must investigate." <laughs> and then, uh, and then I found that album, and I was like, "This, this is just gold, absolute gold." Yeah. Uh, so it's probably uh, maybe five, five years ago that mm. I heard it first. So I'm like pretty noobish, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Nice. And is is it oh, a thanks. record that you've grown to enjoy a lot more over time, or have you kind of the moment you heard it, you knew it was special? I think both. It's from the moment I, I heard it, I knew it was special, but now I, every time I listen to it, it's, it's almost like it, it hits me differently each time. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it special too. It's like every time you hear it, like I've, I've, you know, gone through, you know, a part of period of my life, but I can always come back to that and just be like, Oh, hello. It's the mirror. It's the mirror. It's a mirror. I'm always looking back at that and you see yourself reflected to that music it's beautiful yeah oh my god i could talk about that album for ages. <laughs> what about you paul oh look i'm gonna, I'm gonna have a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a bit of a left field choice here not rodriguez oh my gosh. um I, I don't know if if listeners to previous interviews with dollar bull murray's would know this but i i play classical guitar as well so like i've done a degree and everything mm. um so there's an album by the classical guitarist Julian Breams called Baroque Guitar. And that one album like literally changed my life. Like before I heard that, I was like, yeah, I guess I guess classical music's okay. And then I heard that and I was like, no, nah, this is this is the most incredible thing. And at one point, 
like I was must have been grade grade eleven or twelve. It was literally listening to like there was one track, one Bach track, and it was like I'd be like wake up and get out of bed like what a lovely sleep. Time to listen to the album, <laughs> and then I'd like go to school and then like come back and be like, well, the day is done. Time to listen again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's his playing is incredible like he could literally play like two notes and i'm like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever heard so um yeah have a squeeze on youtube julian bream absolutely amazing two nights beautiful absolutely amazing player is it instrumental my life yeah so it's all just literally just one solo guitar um the entire thing but it is it is perfect yeah he's incredible Mm. He's like 90 years old now. He's really old. This is back in like the yeah. 60s or something that that album came out. But like the day he dies, I'm just going to like enshrine myself in front of my CD player with that and just be like, just yeah. pay homage to the master. Right. Nice. Well, you yep. sold me, man. And I've, <laughs> I've, I've of course heard that Rodriguez album, Felix, but I'll, I'll have to go back to it, man. It's been a while. <laughs> and is there a specific release that you guys have revisited? the most so far this year I, I, i've been listening um, to a bunch i'll let you go for uh no that's a, you get you go count three one <laughs> <laughs> rodriguez Should we try it again <laughs> rodriguez comic. i mean yeah but uh i've actually been listening to a lot of anderson pack recently okay um, so i've it's sort of tough to decide which one i've been listening to more venture or even malibu like the early one but yeah, I've just been really, really digging that. Um, and you know, from watching the live, the live performances to 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 the album, um, yeah, I just I've always I've been going back to that. So good. It's just it's just a vibe. Mm. Waking up, much like Paul with with Breams, you know, uh, what's his name? Bream. Julian Bream. Yeah. Julian Bream. Like start um, your day off right. I would start my day off right with some Anderson <laughs> Pack. <laughs> Very nice. Russell would appreciate that one for sure. Yeah. Got me into him. Ah, oh, sweet. What about you, Paul? Oh, look, I've been being a huge nerd, hey. So, um, I really got into like just obscure <laughs> Japanese music oh, okay. at the start of the year. And just like, there's this dude named Tatsuro Yamashita from like the early 80s in Japan. And I swear to God, it's like the most perfect pop you have ever heard. Oh. It's like, Michael Jackson mashed up with like the Isley brothers mashed up with like parliament into this like funk Bee Gees, like glorious. I, it's, it's so good. So again, at one point I was just like, I am going to listen to this album at least three times a day. Yes. Um, and I have annoyed um, my partner, Janesta, just like <laughs> a lot. By being like, do you understand how good this is? <laughs> do, do, do you hear how good this is? Um, it's um, it's really good. There's an album he did called For You that is well worth checking out. Um, mm. If you plug in For You uh, album into YouTube or something like that, it'll come okay. up. It's not on Spotify. Um, yeah, really good. But yeah, probably like too many times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And what, in your opinion, is the most underrated era of music? Now, this is a question designed to start a fight, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Again, I've been digging all this, like, kind of early 80s stuff, but I reckon that, like, that little, there's this little golden era of, like, 
late 70, early 80s synth yes, stuff. Dude. Like Kraftwerk, yeah. like Yellow Magic yep. Orchestra, and like the Vangelis soundtracks, like Blade Runner, just like hook it to my veins. That, that like spot between cheesy synths and just yes. like perfect sci-fi synth, just, oh, oh. I got a great. soft spot for it too, man. Yeah, yeah. Are you a big fan of ELO? Um, oh, I have to admit, I was put off by ELO by one of my students. Well, I had a I had a guitar student at one point who refused to learn anything that was not ELO songs. Oh. <laughs> so I do it. I, I'd be like, "Oh, look, we're going to learn a little a little one by a little band called the Beatles," and be like, "No, nah, don't want to hear about it." <laughs> and I was it like, turns it to okay, that well, Simpsons. It turns to that Simpsons part where it's just like Paul's like, "All right, we're going to learn." B E and the kids like E L <laughs> Beatles E L I B E A L. Was it just Mr. Blue Sky over and over again, Paul? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Damn, I understand oh, the frustration. <laughs> Do we go into your most underrated era, Felix? Oh no, so. I've been I've been studying jazz, you know. No, not, not trying to make a big deal out of it or anything, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think sort of twenties, thirties jazz. I mean, it's something that's not often talked about outside of jazz circles. Doubt <laughs> uh, <laughs> the local pub just being like, "Oh, how's that twenties, thirties? <laughs> how's that ragged on?" <laughs> um, but just sort of, yeah, I've been uh, just through doing assignments and stuff, just realizing those sort of early, like, yeah, the early 20s in through the 30s and how music sort of migrated through, through America and just just the impact that it did have and how it sort of shaped. It's sort of like the beginning, the foundations of, of what we're all hearing now. And there's some absolutely, like, like monster players from that time too, hey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I sort absolutely. of forget about them. And, and sort of... Yeah, that's it. And, and they're not sort of talked about. So I'd say that as, you know, I, I before even looking into it, I never even thought about it. So underrated for sure, you know, but um, the impact is just yeah, massive. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, I'm a jazz boy now. Of course. And if if you had to what name a... That's why I got a hat and a hoodie <laughs> inside. If you had to name one jazz artist to, to start people off on their, on their jazz journey, do you have anyone you'd name? Ooh... That's a good question. That's a great question. Probably um, just like Miles, Miles I guess Davis. It, I guess, Miles Davis for sure. I think, yeah, definitely. No, that's Miles Davis has a great album called Bitches Brew. Okay. Which I don't know if that I don't know, that might be that might be a little bit of a hectic drop in because that gets pretty experimental. But I guess it's just like it's got some psych mm-hmm. elements to it, which might be that transition. Like a lot of people are already familiar with sure. psych elements. And it's got that sort of. I remember vibe. hearing that that album was um, super inspired by Jimi Hendrix, uh, okay. which is kind of like yes, yeah, and the same yeah, era. which is kind of cool. Thinking of like jazz, like taking influence from that that psych um, slash like rock kind of thing. Hmm. But but to, to be honest, um, what is it? Um, kind of blue yeah, classic album. Kind of kind of blue, which is probably one of the. Well, it is the biggest um, jazz album of all time. the biggest seller. Um, and even um, Dave Brubeck, time the out. album has Take Five on it. Time Out. Yeah. Time Out. Classics. That's, that's a cool, that's a great okay. album too. Yeah. So, so Time Out, 
and kind of blue. And if you're into psych, Bitches Brew yeah. by Miles Davis. It's a trip. It is a trip. And Very all. nice. And then work your way backwards to uh, Ragtime <laughs> and then start the journey from there. <laughs> you ready for a deep question, boys? Let's do it. Yes. You guys have obviously been um, incorporating a lot of different sounds and influences into these new batch of tracks. If you could implement any genre into the repertoire of the Dollar Bill Murrays, what would you pick? Another rough question. Oh, yeah. I reckon like Latin stuff would be great fun. Like some some sweet syncopated jams. I can can get an excuse to maybe do extra ox percussion steel ratchets. Actually, I tell you what, I tell you what, I may have had this prepared for this exact reason. I, I bought something at the start of lockdown that um I haven't had a chance to use in the band yet, but I really want to. So I bought an electric egg shaker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they so exist. They they do exist. Um it, I, I love it. So you can run this through like you can run that through a delay pedal and you can imagine the, the cool sounds that you can make. Yeah. It was a hundred bucks that I haven't found a use for, for yet. But you get it, man. If we get Latin either, hey, maybe why not? We could do it. We could do it. <laughs> Felix, do you support my dreams? Can't wait. Yes. The next relief, dollar bills go Latin-y. Yes, That's please. it. And Paul plays Paul plays electric shaker. Paul plays electric shaker. Electric shaker solo. <laughs> nice. Dollar bill shakers. <laughs> I'm gonna say jazz. I'm gonna say jazz just because no I'm, way. I'm learning jazz. Yeah, yeah. That's a twist. <laughs> yes way. You take a man with sunglasses and a hat like that seriously. <laughs> he mean, he means business. You give you give this man you give this man like a solid contract <laughs> hmm. for employment, and then you throw it in the bin, and then he takes his hat off, and you go like, oh no, wait, that that's a guy. That's a guy under there. <laughs> Real but uh, yeah, I, I reckon uh, uh, jazz. I mean, how can you right. be serious about your music if you don't own an electric shaker? Yeah, this is very true. That's a this great is very point. true. And I mean, like, they, I feel like they didn't really implement that until like the early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I think Miles Davis is really known for his trumpet playing, but a lot of people don't realize how good he was at the electric shaker as well. He was a virtuoso. <laughs> yeah. He could shake, he could not shake. Whoa. Really, everything. He, he knew the times when to and when not to. Exactly. <laughs> not to shake. Exactly. And off the top of your head, what is your favorite music video and why? Oh, I'm going to let Felix field this one. Weapon of choice. That is literally actually what I was about to say. If you'd done oh, a 321 on that one, yeah, for, for real. If oh, you'd done 321, we would have said the same thing. Let's do a 321. Three, okay. two, one. Weapon of choice. Weapon of choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> who is it? Who is it by? I know the song. That boy Slim. That boy Slim. Uh, okay, oh, okay. Classic. Another one um, for, the, is, for the uh, playlist there. It is, oh, yeah. it is the video of just the, the dance, the Christopher Walken dance. Oh, 10 out of 10. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's, it's special because of the Christopher Walken dance? Could watch it over and over again. Yeah, and just the, oh, the yeah. sequences. I mean, the that's sequences basically what it is. It's just like, yeah, he's like an esca- He's like walking down like an escalator. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just remember when you it's... when you walk without rhythm, mm. you won't attract the worm. 
that's the secret. Right. Weapon of choice. And if you guys could put on any show, who would be your double? Who would be your dream double bill? Christopher Walken. Us to play with. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Very Ooh. nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to sit and ponder that one for for a very long time. That's a tough one. That is a very tough one. I mean, um, Bill Murray travels with the jazz band, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like that's that you've just you've answered it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I reckon not for real. For real, I think I, that like we've we've always just had this kind of. I mean, as a band, I mean, we all we all sort of enjoy our sort of different, uh, our different music, and like that's one thing that I guess we could all just enjoy. Like the fact that we call that band the Dolby Murrays. If we could do it, a, a double headliner with with the Bill Murray, that's that's. I, I think I think fun. we would probably just. Like we we would not be able to top that ever. No, I the band would finish. <laughs> the, we we all just individually implode, and like our yeah. our mission for life is completed. Exactly. Oh. What else is there to do? <laughs> Bill Murray also implodes. <laughs> oh no! He's so excited no. to meet us. <laughs> and uh, so putting putting on a show with Bill Murray and his jazz band what else can we expect from the dollar bill Murray's in the not too distant future? More bangers for sure. Um, yeah. We've got some, we've got some, some, some more stuff in the pipeline. can't say too much now, but I can say, get your dancing shoes ready, oh, but that's bad. Mine are always ready. Oh, very good. <laughs> and, and Paul, Paul said, you know, more bangers. And then I will say like with the side of mash, you know, oh, I to say, you've yeah. got to have this. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it's like whatever sauce you want to add to that, you just add that yourself, you know. Like the listener is the sauce. We're just oh. the bang of the mat. Wow. I don't know if that's the worst sense. restaurant ever if you have to bring your own sauce. <laughs> BYO sauce. <laughs> I don't know, oh, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should be the sauce. <laughs> we changed our mission statement. Okay, we're the sauce. Um, and the audience is the is the bangers and mash. <laughs> the bangers and mash. Okay. But I don't know. I guess yeah, more more music and uh, more more excitement, um, more 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 love, uh, more more Happiness. stuff. More yeah, stuff. and more like essence, and um, you know a little bit of that as well, um, and then some this. But mainly that. Okay. Um, you you almost then, got into member number five territory there for a sec. Ooh. <laughs> You're speaking of which. Every time I like, I, I get raged in Mario Kart. I go ah, and then and then Chris starts singing combo number five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Does that make you feel better? better? Member, member number five is no. now seeping into the <laughs> Dolabu Murray's DNA. Yeah. <laughs> It's look. Oh. It's been a matter of time, boys. <laughs> what, what, what the real question is: What happened to members one through four? Yeah, that is something know, I'd like to know. Lou Vega needs to release these secret members. Some some would argue that Mambo Number Five. You know, like he he went through, you know he he revisited the song five times before it was right. That's just the. Fifth and I feel like that just so that just that just goes to show how much of a perfectionist he was. Mambo Mark Five. <laughs> Mambo oh. Mark Five. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. 
Have you just been waiting to reference the room this whole time? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like we all are deep down. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and lastly, if you guys only had a few words to describe my love is golden, which few words would you use? Inner happiness reflected outwards. Oh, that's nice. That's kind of nice. That's beautiful. See, I would have just said pure gold, baby, but that works also. It's also good. Pure gold, also bebs. good. <laughs> no, not not baby, just bebs. Pure gold, bebs. bebs. Of course, that works. That works. Yeah. Inner happiness reflected outwards. Pure gold, bebs. <laughs> oh, I like it. Poignant. <laughs> Paul and Felix, always an absolute delight, boys. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hopefully, I get. Hopefully, I get to see you in person soon. Yeah, man, it's been too long. But it's still, it's still good to see you on a screen. Equally good. And that was the latest episode of the Emerge podcast, featuring the Dollar Bill Murrays. A big thank you to Paul and Felix for joining me. And if you want to hear more from the band, you can stream their latest track, My Love is Golden, everywhere now and watch a, watch a beautiful music video up on YouTube. And you can keep up to date with all things The Dollar Bill Murrays on their social media pages at The Dollar Bill Murrays, of course. We hope you enjoyed our latest chat with the guys. You've been listening to Emerge and we love you for it. High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.